Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know about hot, steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest-growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Saturday, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Today, we will be discussing Black Families Matter. Yes, they do matter, and we're going to be talking about that this morning. i got some awesome people that are standing in queue who will be sharing their comments as well about Black Families and how they matter. So if you're one of those persons and you want to get your comments on the air, I invite you at this time now to press 1 so we can get you in queue, get you mic'd up so we can share your comments here on the air. In 1970, 70.3% of African Americans between the ages of 20 and 54 were married. Statistics also says that in 2008, it was less than 39.6%, according to the National Center on African American Marriages and Parenting. And in 1960, 22% of African American kids grew up and single-parent homes. Well, folks, as of today, well, as of 2013, 55% grew up without two parents in the household. The breakdown of the black family is even greater than before. Today, we're going to be discussing black families matter, our culture, and how families have been impacted by what is going on today. I want to bring first to the forefront a gentleman who was a pioneer in Coffee Talk with Soy. He was my backbone. He was my co-host. He went on to help get his family, um, his daughter primarily, who is, has been very doing very well in, in basketball. It came a time where he had to make some choices and he had to choose family. And in his other career choices, he is now doing entertainment. He started out with Prophecy Entertainment. Now he's doing Jackie L. Entertainment, where he does comedy, fundraisers, and other sporting events to support the community. I want to welcome to the cafe my former co-host and always a brother by another mother, Nevin. Good morning, Nevin. How you doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning, Sister Soy. So glad to be back with you. My goodness. How are you? I'm I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm better now. I'm glad you're visiting. Stop by the cafe. It's always a pleasure to have you. You know you family, so you can drop through any any time time permits or any time you just wanna, you know, voice an opinion or share a comment. I think you've earned it. So thanks for stopping by. I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. 
Well, folks, another another gentleman who's in the cafe is my actually my brother. <laughs> he is also a pioneer. He's been very supportive in the show. He has he's an app developer. So if you are looking to build an app for anything that you are doing, any business related or social related event, he's awesome. Um his his business is A list. So A-List Entertainment, so look him up, A as in Apple, List, L-I-S-T. Look him up. You can find him on most social media sites. So let's welcome to the show, Donnell Grimes. What's up, D? Hey, how's uh, how's everybody doing this morning? I'm uh, happy to be on the show today. You know, uh, this is a big, big topic to me. If anybody who do know me, you know, I always preach family first. You know, it's one of the values that you know, it seems like we we tend to lose a little bit of focus on, and uh, I'm just happy to be here today. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, we, um, you know, in the media, I, I saw this a few weeks ago, and there was some controversy about, you know, this whole, this whole campaign about Black Families Matter and how there is a dying need to get our black families in order to get them back together. And, you know, there's always some butthole who um, had made a comment that, well, all families matter, you know, not just black families. And and, and that's true. However, there is a uh, an emergency or dying need to support our black families, given what, what, what is happening to our communities now. What do, you, what do you think one of the most major things that's going on with our black families, gentlemen? Wow. Um, first of all, I, I think that um, the demise and breakdown of the black family is a, you know, is in fact a microcosm of what we see in our overall society. However, uh, even though all families do matter, just like all lives do matter, we're talking about black lives and black families simply because we're the ones that uh, are, unfortunately, the I don't want to say this. Um, we are affected, by and large, uh, by more of of of, of the, the, the the downturn in society, um, the crime, the violence, the poverty, whether it be self-inflicted, just like it is in white America, um, as well as uh, you know more so in our communities, but it's systematic and it, it you know it's. As the stats noted that you shared earlier, um, so it's 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 been over the years. In the last thirty plus years, um, all of those things have affected us. Um, the internal and external violence, poverty has been greatly noted um, in all of our communities um, across the country. Um, no one is um, excluded, but those are the things you know as you know as well as uh, mass incarceration. Uh, racial profile and all those types of things have uh, served to remove black men from the community and the family and affecting now our black children and now as we see our black women. So slowly but surely it's been a breakdown of every aspect of that, of what makes up the black family. Yeah, but just to chime in a little bit with Nevin was saying, uh, and I was uh Listening to um, also on social media, I see it on social media and also in uh, the news media when they were saying like they was getting on certain people about you know all families matter, not just black families matter. But I think it it is, and this is the way that the media try to push you away of focusing on 
your end core of your family, especially dealing with black family. You know, of course, they're all families matter, but at this point in particular time now, uh, 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 black families matter because we need to get more involved on how to raise and support and how to be there for black families. Like, you don't really get to see, uh, uh, I think black families are the only families that's in the world that scrutinize at the same time that draws a lot of attention on, you know, the, you know, how they communicate, how they uh, uh, react amongst each other. Yeah, white people paying attention to it, uh, Asian, you have uh, Spanish, but we don't pay attention too much of how their families matter. So we need that time to embrace ourselves and embrace each other and um, bring families together and, and not just immediate family, but extended family, you know, and, and people don't understand how important that is. You know, we, we come to grow up um, to a point where, once we have kids, then it's all about your wife and just your kids, and then you kind of alienate yourself from, you know, what's going on with, you know, your siblings' family, and you know, and combine that as one family, as if like any other nationality does. You know, if uh, you look back in time with the uh, Native Americans, uh, 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 they had a tribe, they had a village, you know, and you know, and they lived together, they lived amongst each other, you know, but. We grow up now. We push our kids out. You know, I, you know. Once you get out of high school, you out of my house. You know, we alienate them. You know, you alienate them from their siblings. And then once you do that, you know, they, they they tend to fend for themselves. They get so personal. They get so private. They don't want other people to know what's going on within the family because it's a pride thing. The more so, it's a village. We all go through the same struggle together. We uplift each other together, and that's what black families are starting to lose out and miss out on. The real importance of family, the unity, the organizing, the using each other's strengths, you know, to have that main purpose is to survive, you know, and to live. More so just to survive, to live. You know, you got a lot of black families, you know, uh, uh, one household, even two households to a case where they don't really, they don't even sit down and eat dinner together because of the fact that the time schedule and uh, nobody's there to watch the kids. So, uh Somebody has to be there. They have to split time. They have to create a schedule. They have to do all these things to separate their family. And like I never said as well, uh, when they start removing the black man from the family, you know, to replace him, to have women feel more independent as if they don't need their black man. And then now when they're raising kids and their kids, you know, especially young boys don't have a father in the house and, you know, uh, he's getting in trouble in school. He's getting, you know, in trouble with the law and, now, all of a sudden, he's a bad case and he's a bad seed, but he haven't he haven't yet seen a man. He has no he has no man in his home, so he don't know how to be a man. And now he get he's adopting uh, entertainment as that father figure, and what they put out now is not the right images. You know, they tore down Bill Cosby, you know, but they're uplifting like uh, a young thug and all these other rappers that they can emulate to, to think that that's what a man is, you know. Um, um, so it's like, I'm sorry, but uh, let me finish this one last thing. So it's like it's tearing down the black families, especially the black man, to him to be able to be a man, to leave his family. I agree. Well, you know what? What about that? You know, even even though the man or the father may not be in the home, he could still be a viable and, and very positive product um, in terms of being there for his family. I remember... Um, 
family members who the dad was not in the home and he may have been remarried. But there still was a sense of unity in terms of coming together, raising the kids, having structure, and not letting the kids play on the parents. And, and you know, in terms of, you know, the parents being being mature enough to realize that we may not can't work through this, but we still can co-parent our, our children. And, and, and so that there is a level of respect you know, there's still um, a sense of unity in, in being a family, even though the other parent may be outside of the home. I think that, that yeah, in, in a perfect world, yeah, it would be great if, if, if relationships could stay together and men and women could stay married and live happy ever after. We, we, we know that, that that doesn't always happen. But in any event, I, th- I think the father can still be active in the lifestyle of the family and, and be there to help guide and, and and drive those kids in in a positive manner. You're asking. I mean, I'm I'm living proof of it. You know, I, I was divorced, and and I think my kids were about middle age, getting ready to go into high school. I was divorced, and and we lived apart. But you know, we still had to maintain dignity, respect, and even like my kids will will, will tell you now that, um, in in the midst of their parents in separate homes, they still felt loved. They still felt respected, and we still disciplined them. You know, when when they got in trouble at one house, it was the same. When you went over there, the same punishment went with you, the same discipline, you know. And so we had to do a lot of communication, a lot of talking, but 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 the essence is the family mattered, and, and, and raising the kids and gearing them came first, you know. You're absolutely yeah. right, boy, absolutely. And, in fact, you know, to, to to kind of piggyback on what you stated as far as raising children together, even though you're not in the same home, I'm living that currently and raising my daughter and working with um, my daughter's mom to exemplify the characteristics and qualities that should be displayed by a young lady, no matter what you do and what you get involved in in the world outside of our home. Uh, we're not going to take on negative attitudes and the traits that some people are displaying in their home that some people are just playing in their home and trying to. You still with us, Natalie? Yes, I'm sorry. I had a, a slight disconnect, slight disconnect. Uh, but we're working with her to continue to show her what it is to be a young lady and to, uh, you know, exemplify those qualities that set her apart, even though we're not together. But, Unfortunately, um, going back to some of what uh, Brother Donnell was mentioning, I know one one of the things that, that Donnell mentioned was that uh, how we we put our children out, and and I think that's um, I, I think that's so unfortunate because I think that instead of putting putting them out, you know, once they get 18 and tell them they're grown, we should primarily be preparing them to exit the home properly. You know, when you look at other families like Asian cultures and and, 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 and Chinese cultures and, and even some other um, black cultures, you know, solid Africans, they live together and, and, and they come up with a family plan that, 
the oldest child will buy a home and they all put in and they all work. You know, they may live under the same roof. Um, you know, they may come here from another country with a family plan that, that, that we're going to make sure we all excel when we get here. And they talk about who's going to get certain licenses and who's going to do what. It, it's a team environment. Everyone works together. You, you know, you get the first person into a home, you get them established, you get the next person, and they have a plan. And And, and I think that's what's missing from our black families too. There is no plan. It's kind of like everyone's for themselves. Parents are just so ready to to maybe get rid of the kids or relieve that um, pressure or that financial or, or parental obligation that they're telling these kids, well, you're 18, you get grown, you need to get out of my house, I don't care what you do. And what happens? What happens by the time they get 17 and a half? They already out of control. Adopting the mindset that in six more months, Three more months, so when I get 18, I can go and do what I want to do. But the myth is we can't ever go do what we want to do. Even even at our age now, we can't go out there and do what we want to do. We set these kids up for failure by pushing them out. They don't have no job skills. They don't have no life skills because while they're home, they ain't got no responsibility. They do what they want. They don't help pay bills. They don't do chores, and yet you putting them out. How are they going to function? Let this is one of the, mis- the biggest misconceptions that I believe that, especially young people, they get. You know, when they why they want to move out. You know, and at the same time, some kids they want to move out, and this is their conception of it. And uh, I want my own. You know, because and the reason why they want their own because they don't want to buy by any law. They want to do them. Mm-hmm. You know, what they I want to do me. You know, but what they don't understand, no matter where you go, you know, in your mind you think you're doing you, but at the end of the day, everybody has, you know. The answer to somebody, whether it's your landlord, whether it's uh, the, the authorities, and whoever that is. So they go out on their own, you know, thinking that, well, I can do what I want. This is my house. But yet you have their lease agreement that say these are some even more rules that you may have that you can't do. They go in one situation and say, well, this is my house. I can come in. I don't want. And the thing is, you know, they want to uh, express their freedom to be out and come home anytime they want. Their parents say, well, look, you're not going to come in my house. Any allows, you know, you're going to respect my house. So they give up one privilege, you know, to say, well, I can, I can stay out as long as I want to adopt more rules, you know, which they don't really understand at a young age. And this is things that parents don't really explain to their kids. And I'm going to give you my theory. And I like what you said, a plan, which a lot of black families don't have. And today, ever, now, it's even coming, especially living in Washington, D.C., where it's the highest, uh, 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 um, uh, rent, you know, and just the cost of living is more expensive than pretty much everywhere in the United States. I think it's like Washington, D.C., L.A., and then New York, you know. I think it's pretty much is in that order. Now, when you push your kids out and, and now, they can't afford to live in a decent area, so now they're surrounded mm. by people with even more problems with, than what they have now, whether it's uh, drug addiction or whether it's uh, – prostitution or any other legal activity or or, or just like uh, stress relations, you know, within your community. You know, so now they adapt those, those those behaviors because you become a product of your environment. You know, so this is my plan, you know. And those needs are based on, you know, the cost of living and how hard it is for you to survive and why it's more important for a family to have unity and come together and build, you know, your, I look at your last name as your brand. You know, we all bear the same last name. If you get married, and you, do a child, 
that's cool, you know. But if it can work out with everything and everybody are working together to help each other out so we can live, I'm not I'm not even going to say survive. It's about living. You know, life is so short, you know. And sometimes some people, they go to work forever, and they spend majority of their life on somebody's job, not living. You know, so this is my plan real quick so I can, you know, let you guys uh, 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 see what your views are on it. Well, my uh, plan that I think that every family should have is to be able to raise your children to a mind frame of, you know, what are your guys' goals are. Not just, like, for your individual, but as a family. You know, where do we want to be at in the next 20 years? What, do, what legacy do we want to leave, leave behind? So the plan would be is that I, as a father, me, you know, I, I'm going to sacrifice and build something for my kids can enjoy it. And now at the same time, I'm bringing them in this world so they won't have to struggle or, or try to fend for themselves. So you build, a, you build a platform for them. You know, and, and and of course, whatever your platform, your business venture is, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that your kids have to have that same model. They might have to be more talented than something else. But you're building a brand where anytime they want to come up and start their own business, it's like you are bringing together whatever your strong points and values are. And, you, and everything is under that umbrella, that house, and, and, and under that roof where, you know, you're buying land and you're investing and everybody's standing on the property. And the reason why I see the, 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 uh, a reason for mansions, what people think, they they want to get a mansion just so they can let everybody know that they're doing well. It's just him and his wife and maybe two kids. But that's more of a business family home for everybody to live in, to grow in, to help each other, you know, so it won't be as hard as living. So you don't have to worry about moving out and looking at uh, facing an $1,800 rent, and then if they go to college and they got all these, uh, 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 um, what they call them, um, college tuition fees they have to pay, and they get in debt before they get out of college. And, you know, on top of that, they got all the whole, with everything in life throws at you that you got to deal with. You know, just starting a business alone is just is difficult. You know, but we don't have that hands-on feel on, what it takes, you know, college could take you so much, but, you know, with that hands-on experience with somebody in your family that you can go to and like, hey, you know, this is something I want to bring to the brand of the family, you know, and then you grow you know, I like, that. You know, you know, Donna, I, I, I like that. I, I like that. I like that you, that you mentioned, you know, um, having a state, having a mansion that it, it was designed for um, multiple families to live in. And when you look back at wealthy um, historical people, that's kind of what they did. You know, I, I think it's it's amazing to say I grew up in this home and then, you know, your kids grew up in this home. And when you look at family, that's one of the hardest things. To, I mean, that family, land and property, that that's one of the hardest things to obtain on this earth. You know, it, you, you go through so much in documentation and paperwork. They scrutinize and look at your background. That's one of the hardest things to obtain. I don't understand why people... When they leave this earth, they go out and they sell it and they don't pass it down. I don't understand that. Why would you have your descendants and people who inherit and come behind you work to gain something that you already have? Why not pass it down and leave it down as, as legacy? But I, I think that's awesome. But I want to, before with the show, Eric, I want to get this other gentleman on. He is he lives in Atlanta. He's out of Chicago. I want to welcome to to the show. Lonnie, Lonnie is from a, a large family, and I want to give him an opportunity to, to share his comments. Good morning, Lonnie. Welcome to the show. Are you there, Lonnie? 
Lonnie or Leon? Leon, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Leon. Welcome to the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, how you doing? How's it going, everybody? Good, you know, I, I've been uh, on, I've been listening to everyone, and, uh, man, a lot of intelligent things said, a lot of things that, personally, uh, I'm going through myself. Um, now, when it comes to the black family, I'm a single dad. Well, I'm not a single dad. I'm single and I have a daughter because both my uh, ex-wife and I take care of my daughter. And we both, you know, we do we do very well. But you co-parent. Up, it, you co-parent. That's what it is. You co-parent. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but, but, but coming up, you know, I came, I came up in the... I guess you want to say the uh, the ghetto and the low parts of life where, you know, where everybody was struggling to get out of. And when I was listening to all of you, you guys' views, it's like it felt like it came from a point of view where um, you came up with a chance, you know, where I feel like I came up where you had to make a chance. And when I look at my daughter and my family, you know, I look at her as, my ongoing ongoing legacy, you know, what I have to, uh, when I leave this earth, that's what I'm going to leave behind. So I make so many sacrifices, you know. It's like when, when, when she's not with me, sometimes I don't eat. And I don't eat because I'd rather take that 50 or whatever and put it into her account. So when she grows up and get to my age, money isn't something that she has to worry about. All she has to worry about is living a, a good life. You know, my daughter wants to be a teacher when she grows up. And when she says she wants to be a teacher, the first thing people say is, well, a teacher doesn't make money. And my thought is, but that's something that she wants to do. So if I could sacrifice for, you know, myself now and give her that money that the teacher don't make, but by me saving now, my daughter is going to be very well lost once she goes into the work world. So she doesn't have to worry about how much she makes. She's doing something that she wants to do because of the sacrifices I'm making now. And I let her know it, and I show it to her. So when she has kids, she knows that she can get ready for them at a younger age. I wish I could have did so much more for my daughter at a younger age than what I'm trying to do now. Uh, You know, black families, we are... Black families are all individuals. We we're not a community. We're not a community at all. Um, I believe back in the, back in the day when they uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't say the name of it. The not Black Hollywood, but the Black uh, uh, the town. It was just all black people, and they were prosperous. And you know, the whole town took care of each other. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to say. It's sad to say that. Some of us measure our uh, accomplishments off of other people's failures. And, you know, we see someone failing, it's hard to lift that person up. And I'm saying this for myself, uh, too, because it's like, you know, I'm I'm not going to say that I'm a righteous person. You know, I do I do what I need to do to survive, get by, and... I don't I don't look to help uh uh everyone even when I have more chan- chances to help people. Uh, why 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 is that Leon? Why is that? 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 Why is that?
why you don't look to help everyone? Hey, and I don't look to help because I don't want to fall. I I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, it's like I feel like I'm by myself so much that if I put myself out, that when I come in a time of need, no one's going to be there for me. And I've been in that situation so many times before. When I was, well, you know uh, what, you know what, Leah, I'm, I'm sorry, but you know what, we uh, this is this is really a, a great topic, but we we're at a point that we're going to have to um, break for for today's show, given the the content and where we at, we definitely can pick this up at at, at another time. But I just want to uh, elaborate on what uh, what we shared um, so far, and and to allow people to um, go to the Facebook page, um, go to the Facebook group and, and post their comments. Uh, we're, we're discussing how black families matter, um, what's going on in our culture, how we've broken down. We've talked about things that we can do to restore our black families, but I don't want to end this show without mentioning spirituality. I think it plays a major part in getting to the core of who we are, why we're here, and why we need to help each other and help our family. I think we got to put God in the midst of all of this because with that, the family can begin to see um, who they are, what their family purpose is, and how they can make a difference in their lives as well as the life of, of their family members. You know, I, we have a responsibility to uphold our family, to bring our children up and teach them right from wrong. We, we, we have to do that. It's, it's our responsibility. And when you see that there are families who, who are doing that, who have taken on that responsibility, they're a lot more prosperous a lot more happier and a lot more productive. Well, I'm sorry that, that that is all the time we have for today's show. You gentlemen have been amazing. I thank you so much for sharing your comments and, and your viewpoints. Leon, we are not where you thought we were. Some of us came up with as well, but we wanted to focus on the essence of love and, and family first. So thanks again, Leon, Donnell, and, and, and Nevin. Thank you so much for being on the show and voicing your comments. You guys go to the website and post your comments. Don't forget to look me up on social media.